Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All coaches aspire to be champions, and this time of year is when you set that vision for your team. By now, listeners of this podcast know about signature championship rings and have met some of the signature champion coaches who partner with them to celebrate their achievements. Reputable, affordable, first-class customer service are just some of the ways we keep hearing coaches describe signature championship rings. So as you're ramping up this summer for the upcoming season, create a championship vision for your team now using the design tool at signaturechampions.com podcast. Give your team a visual to motivate their pursuit of a championship in 2024. And when your team has a championship moment to celebrate, we highly recommend consulting with Signature Championship Rings. When they come to you with suggestions for personnel or or even buzzwords or techniques like, hey, what if we did it like this? That's when you know that everyone is in it. And then when the equipment staff comes to your office and says, hey, coach, how did you like that drill today? Or the video staff goes, hey, coach, how was that shot today? That's when you know, OK, everyone's in this thing together. We're back for another In Our Teachable Moments series presented by Teach Tapes. And this one is with Florida A&M University Special Teams Coordinator, Chili Davis. So, Coach, first of all, I was blown away again by the guests, just an incredible guest here. As I said before we got going, this is an episode just full of great coaching points and takeaways. Yeah, and it's a little bit different vibe than the other guys with Miles and Bodie. You know, I worked with those guys in building and you know, Chili's a guy that I've really gotten to know through the teach tape side. I mean, early on, found it, engaged with it, just shot him a message. And we probably had five or six just good football conversations and gotten to know each other as people and, you know, really respect the angle that he takes of just wanting to do it a little bit better. Like being open, curious, and you can tell he does that with his kids and with his team as well. Yeah, as I, I told you, this would be a guy like I want him at the same table as me. I mean, his leadership ability really came through in this episode yet at the same time I felt like this is a very flexible individual who's going to do the right things for team not just because he has his own agenda yeah in the word I say it at the very end Keith but just genuine right you you get what you get and it is what it is and like he talked about being excited about year two right a lot of different places of of year one of at Washington as the QC at you know FAMU as the full-time guy taking pieces of what he's learned and you know, putting his own signature on it, but also getting comfortable with the guys in the building, whether it's the position coaches, the relationship with the players, and just the, the organization of making sure it's done the best way that we can figure it out. And coaches, you're in for a good one here. I think it's worth pulling out the notepad and writing a few of these ideas down and just the way he approaches this. So here's our conversation, Teachable Moments, with Steve Hauser and Chili Davis. 
As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. Guys, we're back for another teachable moment here. Really been fired up with the first two interviews we've had. Excited about this one today. We've got Chili Davis here from Florida A&M, full-time special teams coordinator. Had a bunch of other spots around the country at Division I schools, smaller schools on the field, bigger schools off the field, coached offense and defense. So it'll be really interesting to hear his take on some things. And, you know, Chili, good to have you on here, man. Appreciate you taking the time. Now, first off, thank you for, you know, having me in mind. I think this is great stuff, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. Just some background. Chili and I have actually, this is our first time seeing each other face-to-face. The other guys we've had on here, these are guys that I've lived it with. Chili's a guy that I really met through Teach Tapes. And I think that's important of, like, guys who are trying to grow their career organically and get better, meet new people, being open to experiences. So, Chili, I'll just kick it to you of, like, how have you felt developing your career and just seeking new opportunities? And how has that helped you of just being kind of the one creating those opportunities? No, it's been great. I think it kind of, for me, always started with just wanting to be the best where I am, where I currently uh, am working. So just craving information, craving knowledge. And, you know, that's how we kind of cross paths. There's this guy out here that's putting out these tapes, different situations, ways to develop guys at different positions. And obviously when you coach special teams, you're always peeking over to what teams are doing offensively or defensively, or, you know, trying to develop those skills because they're the same skills needed on teams. The journey's been great. You know, you can never know enough in my opinion, and I'm just trying to win a game on Saturday, man. No doubt. And this is a question I feel like I always have to ask the special teams guys. John Wozniak told me this at Oklahoma State. He's an undercover special teams guy. He's kind of graduated to the offensive skill world. He's like, don't tell anybody I've done this stuff. I'll help. But like, man, that's your rodeo now. So Chili, like he talked about it as like catching a virus, right? That's how you get in. Man, you were an offensive player, a defensive player. Like what was your introduction to special teams and how did you kind of make that your own? Well, as a player, that was my way of making the trip or playing in a game. That was the only way I really got in was uh, on special teams. I was listed as a DB and then my senior year I played running back, but I knew if I wasn't a four-phase guy each week, then there was a a great chance that I wasn't going to be able to play or travel that week. So started for me during my playing career. Uh, then I transitioned into coaching. My first job, I was at Campbell. I was a quality control coach, video coordinator, and I worked with our head coach, who was the special teams coordinator. So my introduction from a coaching side uh, started there. And as I grew throughout my, my coaching career, I always had a hand in teams. But at New Mexico State is when I got my first official title with it. That was 2018. And I kind of told myself, I was like, you know what, like, I really enjoy it. It's challenging, but it's rewarding as well. You're able to connect with a lot of members of the team. 
And you know, I've kind of made it my thing. And as I've grown throughout this journey, I, I have a little phrase like special teams has been good to me. You know, it's, it's something that helped me play earlier, helped me transition uh, coaching wise. And it's something that I feel like I can have a positive impact on the game uh, through teams. And it's just, it's my deal. So I really like doing it. Love it. Now, I want to get into this some more because not everybody's done this. It's you got to get out of your comfort zone to do it. Like you coach DBs at Fordham, right? You're working with receivers, running backs, tight ends. Like how have you related both sides of the ball of coaching that individual, not just playing it, but into your group meetings on special teams? Yeah, I think you always have to find ways to connect with guys. So I try to tell them my story and I, I tell guys like I, I've been you a guy that's trying to make the team or make the, the bus. I've been you, a guy that's starting on all four phases. And I think, you know, with being able to connect with them and, and use what they do offensively, defensively, and show how there's carryover to what we're doing here, I think that's it's a great thing to do because now guys understand the why of it. And I think, especially with this generation that we're coaching, the more they understand what they're doing or why they're why they have to do it or its level of importance, they do a better job at it. And so I think you, you explaining that to them like, hey, you're a running back. So this is kickoff return. We're setting this thing up just like power. So here's your double team. Here's your your kickoff block. We want you to fit this crease right here. Or it might be, you know, we're working vice tackle, which could happen between a nickel and a corner when the ball's thrown out in the flat. Well, this is the same thing we want between our three and four on kickoff if they try to, to vertical push this ball. So just showing how it relates over into our world, as we call it, has been very helpful. This is a question that I, I love to get into with people like 2022 was year one for you at Ford A&M, right? Full-time special teams coordinator coming from the QC role at Washington. Now you're in year two. Right. How do you feel with not only the program and knowing the kids and what they can do, but you in front of the room, like with how you're going to relate that as now? Hey, we know what we've been through. We've done a 365 together. How do you feel differently going into year two? I'm super excited. First and foremost, I didn't get to go through spring ball with these guys uh, last year. I got here in May. So they had just wrapped up spring ball and all of that. So this is my first spring practice uh, session with these guys. So very excited. You know, there is a lot of carryover. They're hearing the same language going into year two. A lot of things that we're doing schematically that are the same, uh, tweaking a few technique things here and there, but the culture is just going to continue to grow. The way we get down is learning, developing, and then actually practicing is going to be very familiar to them. And obviously we have a, a few new players coming in, but they're kind of learning as they go with the guys that have been here with me for one year. So I think it's great. I'm super excited to work with guys. This is the first time I've really gotten a chance to work with the same group continuously, like back-to-back -back years and a while. Like I was at New Mexico State from 18 to 21, but I changed positions each year. So my first year was with the wideouts, second year tight ends, third year inside receivers, but it was a new group of guys. And then I had special teams as well. So this is my first year really having, you know, the same job at the same place, you know, two years in a row. So I'm really excited. And they are as well. And I think an interesting point here, and I, I lived this too, when I went to Arkansas State, it's not just your first time with the kids. It's the first time with a new staff, 
Mm-hmm. Right? You're coming together. So like it's the video guys, it's the equipment managers. It's how do you operate? Right. So you hear the the NFL stuff like the Eagles, like, hey, Kelsey, James Bradbury, like, hey, let's run it back. Fletcher Cox. Right. Same thing with the Bucks a couple of years ago. Hey, we're getting the gang back together, like especially as a standalone special teams guy, like hand up. It's hard, man. You're not in the grind of the offense and defensive staff room. You're mm-hmm. in your box and you mm-hmm. come in and you got to know, hey, I'm justifying and I'm doing everything I can to show that value. Mm-hmm. But how do you maintain that with the coaches to get the best out of them when they jump into your world as a secondary activity? No, I feel like the, the first thing I did when I got in and I told the guys, look, I want this to be our thing. And I want to put all the players that we're working hard to recruit. I want to put them in a position that, so they can be at their best. I want this to be a way we win games and Kudos to Coach Simmons and just how he's developed his staff. There's the same amount of effort that our wideout coach puts into Pascal or routes on air is the same amount of you know energy and juice that he brings to coaching the Gunners and, and so on and so forth with all the other positions. So I think we all have pride in performance, but I think we all have a way we want to have our team look on the field. And what I mean by that is we want to be at our best in all three phases of the game. And that's not just our coaches. Our video staff is like that. Our equipment staff is like that. How how we send this drill up? How are we recording this drill? How are we transitioning from this period to this end of the field to now we're in this period with on the other end of the field? Like how is that going to go down? So Chili, I, give me I, that. I, give me that shorthand, right? So spring ball, you guys are going to be rocking and rolling here soon. How are you helping grab that Gunners coach for two minutes and be like making sure he knows it cold and he knows the why? Right. You're grabbing the video guy like, hey, this is the angle I need on the punt block drill. Like, give me an example of what you're excited about for spring now. I think visuals are the best thing. A lot of people are visual learners. So we have a staff meeting and right after our staff meeting, I'll have an overview of what we did and then what we're going to do for teams the next day. This is just with the staff, our video coordinators in there and our equipment guys in there the head equipment guys in there. So we'll kind of talk about everything. Hey, this I like this drill. I like this player. This player can be better. And we'll even talk, hey, I like this camera angle. I think this one might be better from the ground. Let's see if we can use this type of pad over that type of pad next time. So like I said, it's our thing. So it's not always a, a staff setting. It might be, hey, coach, let's wrap for 10 minutes on the returners today. Let's grade the returners together. And then I'll grab the equipment guy. Hey, set this drill a little bit better. Hey, how can I draw the diagram better for the equipment guy that we're just handing the sheet to? My first question is, how can I be better to get this done? And then hearing what they say and then finding a way together to make sure operates at a high. Because we only get like 15, 20 minutes. I mean, and that's a lot compared to some people, but I want to make sure we maximize Every even with the O line, so even like field goal block, getting with them and just a short five minute meeting, but it's efficient. We speak the same language, we see it the same way. And you know, we have personnel tweaks like, hey, so and so's down today. I think we should go with this, this, and this, or uh, this guy, this guy, and this guy. And that's when you know, okay, everybody's in this thing together. When when they come to you with suggestions for personnel or or even buzzwords or techniques, like, hey. What if we did it like this? That's when you know that everyone is in it. And then when the equipment staff comes to your office and says, hey, coach, how did you like that drill today? Or the video staff goes, hey, coach, how was that shot today? That's when you know, okay, everyone's in this thing together. 
We're taking a quick time out from Teachable Moments here, but don't hit that skip button because these 15 to 20 seconds here will save you some time in the future. Steve, tell us what you got going out to these high school and college programs with Teach Tapes. One sentence, Keith, it's pro football focus for drills, right? How do you do simpler, better, the things that you wish you had um, in those self-scouts from the winter, right? Footwork, aiming points, tackling, ball security. It's all trimmed up, cataloged. Anything you see on our Teach Tapes Twitter, it's the behind the scenes. It's the source of coming into your exos or huddle and making sure that it's available to your players in your cutups, right? That's what we've taken a lot of pride in is taking this open source information and making it digestible for the players because that's what they want to see is visuals of the guys they idolize and where they're trying to go. So happy to talk with anybody. Um, it's on teachtapes.org slash consulting. And we've been fortunate enough to work with Division One, One AA, Division Three and some of the best high school programs in the country already. So let's get it going. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective. So I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www dot team m-o-f-o dot com slash demo and mention coach and coordinator podcast or use the coupon code cc10 to receive 10 percent off your first year now here's the part and chili i'll be honest with you man probably the reason i keep coming back to you on different topics is that i really respect the focus you put on situations right of studying that stuff i know you guys spent a lot of time on it on washington Right. Mm -hmm. What have you felt like mastering that or implementing that in these, you know, less stressful periods of, hey, when are we putting in hurry field goal? When are we talking backed up punt? Like, is that something you're putting in in spring? Is it sprinkling in in summer workouts, walkthroughs in fall camp? Like, how do you feel like you and also the head coach, right, who's going to feel trusted in that moment, get that to the players? Well, for us, it's an ongoing conversation, meaning like right now, in my phone, if I went to like our punt core group chat, that's one thing I have group chats with all my positions, right? So if we're watching ball, it could be NFL, like right now it's XFL and USFL coming up, but let's say a gunner downs the ball on the two yard line. My gunner group chat, somebody's gonna put that video in there, whether it's me or a player. So what I'm saying is, even though you know we have in season and out of season development, our communication from a situational standpoint is ongoing. And so when we are in these spring practices, we're talking about the techniques and fundamentals a lot, but we're always mindful of the situation that we're going to do this in. So a prime example is when we get back from spring break next week, we're going to start working on our punt return development from a fundamental and technique standpoint. But with our returners, we're definitely going to make sure they're mindful of the rules of what they are and not allowed to do from a returning standpoint as they feel the ball. Save your fair catch. Working at Emmy, which is selling the team in the other direction. Where our offense likes to start their drives off. Are we good? Like what technically is coming out offense for us? 
is it the five? Is it the four? Is it the eight? You know, that kind of thing. So that kind of helps you, okay, where we need to put our returner. Is it a 10-yard rule? Is it an eight-yard rule? So they're always mindful of situational ball. And I think that's the beauty of how you set it up going into year two. Now the new players, they're coming in and they're learning the importance of it as well. We have a thing called returner school here. And so, you know, you get a, a transfer guy, he comes in, he gives you the universal signal that I can return, right? It's like, yeah, probably physically can do it, but mentally, do you know what you're doing back there? And so getting with the guy and say, okay, if a ball is kicked in this area of a field on a kickoff return based on the rules that we have, what are you allowed and not allowed to do? And just, you know, keeping that conversation going, definitely want to work in a spring ball as, as a, you know, we work it offensively and defensively and then the, the special team space of it too. So you might have a Kobe drill where it's two minute offense versus four minute offense, two minute defense versus four minute defense, that kind of thing. And then where that punt plays its part in that or that punt return plays its part in that. And then we have our two minute situations where, you know, you know, you have field goal, hurricane field goal or field goal block, the aspect of that as well. So we're always kind of sprinkling them in, but the conversation is never ending. Kobe drill. I think if everybody hears that, then they got something like two, four, like, let's go. I think yes. everybody get your juice, like get it going. So that's awesome. Chili and how it, it is the team's ball, right? Mm-hmm. That is the biggest thing. The number one thing for that returner to do is hand the damn ball to the official. All 11 guys job on kick return and punt return to secure the ball, right? Mm-hmm. If UMA and it's hot to the missile, like you're putting that guy in a bind. So one of the things I always like to think of is you take one thing with you from every place you've been. What is the big thing that like, man, I'm always going to do this. I felt like we did a really good job of this at a previous place that you just think like, man, that's worth bringing up to somebody else. Cause I thought like, that's the right way to approach this. When I was at Washington, I worked with Keith Bonifa and we had a great staff of guys. Uh, KB was the special teams coordinator. We put a lot into our organization as far as how Everything was going to be structured, even down to like how we were going to meet with the players, what days, what color font does this need to be in as opposed to that. So like how guys can learn and look at you know their responsibility as it pertains to the big picture of things. And we really took on the mindset of teachers. There was a football aspect to it, a coaching aspect to it, but we were really trying to figure out how we can give this information in a way for a a guy to retain it and then apply it as quickly as possible. And I remember my very first time working with him, like my first or second week, you know, we had our calendars out because we had our our scripts for spring ball. Excuse me, it was OTAs. And so we were working our calendar for OTAs. And we went like down to the second of what we were going to be doing for every meeting every you know we have punk core meeting our gunners are over here let's get the gunner teach you get the gunner teach tape together i'll get the core teach tape together and then just teaching it from a really you know elementary standpoint but then advancing each day with it and i feel like that allowed our players to really understand what they were doing and why they were doing it and when they needed to do it and i think that helped us form our language on teams as it, it was very similar or the same from an offensive, we, we, wherever we called, you know, knife tackle on defense is what we called it on teams. You know what I'm saying? Vice, vice tackle, whatever you want to and call that's, that. That's easier said than done, Chili, because it takes a lot of ego, right, to put yes. that aside and yes. say like, hey, you call this an angle tackle, I'm going to go with it, right? And yes. making sure that that 17-year-old, his brain's not overloaded, right? And it's easier is, for you to change than them. 
that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like even down to like what we wanted the coaching points for each drill to be from a coaching perspective, right? Like, hey, these are the three emphasis we're working on this tackling circuit or this tackling drill. So it's change of direction, plant point drive. That's what we call that, plant point drive. So it wasn't, you know, stick your foot in the ground and get the next, like, no, it's plant point drive. And so everyone knew that, but we spent hours just, you know, combing through all of that. And so if someone came to us and said, hey, when do you guys got KOR going in? Well, we can go to our calendar. We got it going in day four, coach. We're going to start with this. Front lines got this. Back end timing and spacing's got that. Fullbacks have this. Uh, returner has that. And it really made you confident going into the next day. Like, okay, you, you, we were ahead. We're walking in that morning. Hey, you know, Chili, what do you want to do today? Ah, uh, let's, um, I don't know. Let's, let's get these, let's get the kickoff team going today. Like, no, we thought about this weeks prior. And that's something for me as a coordinator has helped me transition now, you know, that I'm doing it kind of on my own in a sense and it's something I use as a template. Uh, so I'm taking that with me everywhere I go for spring ball development, uh, winter development, and then obviously training camp and season development, just having a plan. And but more than just I want to work this phase, like it's really dialed in detail. What's always nice, too, is the old red pen right after the fact of like, hey, how long did something actually take versus the planning or like, hey, we jacked this up. We couldn't move on to that yeah. until we corrected this. Like, because that literally is the next phase of like, hey, I got to give a couple more minutes to this to yes. really hammer. If we don't do it now, when are we ever going to have time? Yeah. And so, then I think the other parts of that, I just want to touch on the other thing I took was the video part of it at Washington and, and anywhere, truthfully, you have access to other people's film. And I think players love watching themselves play. I, I really believe that. But they also like watching someone that they respect play, whether it's a guy they grew up with that's doing it at another school or a guy that's doing it on, on, a, on a higher level. Right. And so I think how we structured our teach tapes from situational ball to even just techniques and fundamentals, replacing the clips. We challenged guys. We said, hey, look, this is a great teach tape right here. Now, at the end of this season, I want to replace this clip with the clip of you doing that. 100%. Okay. I told the guys when I got here at FAM, I said, look, this is my Washington teach tape. At the end of this year, I want all of these examples replaced by you guys. And so that's the challenge now. Hey, I want you transfer DB that we just got. I want you to replace this guy on the teach tape. And I think that's another way that we found that grabbed their attention. Uh, they can learn the information, but they also were challenged to do that when it was their opportunity to do it. And what's awesome, Chili, is you're, you're touching on the core point of teach tapes, right? As a service of helping coaches, like everyone wants to see that star in their helmet or the 49ers logo or the Packers, like these iconic things of, man, that's Debo doing it, mm -hmm. right? That's, you know, Stephon Gilmore, right? Well, that's what it's supposed to look like. There's a reason we're being a pain in the butt about your stance and start because that's what they're going to do in rookie camp. Yes. If you're lucky enough to get there, right? Yeah. And I do want to make sure I bring this back because this journey, there's peaks and valleys, there's high points, low points. Like, where did you feel like there was a moment of clarity for you that like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? And not some like beautiful romantic movie piece, but like, dude, sometimes it's when you're in the trenches and things look, like, how am I ever going to get all this stuff done for tomorrow? Or just give me that moment for you, because everybody kind of snaps into one specific thing when that comes up. I had a few examples this year. To start our season off, we uh, had a situation here where we had a group of players that were not available to play to start our opening game versus uh, UNC. 
So we had about 20 to 25 players that were not going to be available for the game. And so obviously they took a hit offensively and defensively, but a major hit from a special teams perspective. And we found this out two days prior to the game. It really, like, I, I get out. I get to my office, you know, and I'm looking at the depth chart and I'm like, the guy that I thought, the two guys I thought were going to be at the right guard spot are not going to be at the right guard spot. Or the three guys I thought were going to be at the gunner spot <laughs> are not going to be at the yeah, gunner spot. Yeah, it's COVID spot. all over again, right? Like, who popped the test yeah. and they ain't getting on yeah. the plane. <laughs> exactly. And so, for me, this was my first you know, game as a coordinator. What I found was that the method of how I teach, and I teach everybody. If you're on that field, you teach everyone. If you're in that meeting, you incorporate everyone. There's a moment for me, it was this confirmation, like, yeah, continue to do that. Because... I looked in the huddle about halfway through the UNC game and I had five walk-ons in that kickoff return huddle or that punt huddle, whatever it was. The thing I realized was they were looking at me with confidence, which means they were going to hit that field with confidence. And I think it went back to teach it this way, you know, teach it with the ability for them to understand it. But you talk about a, a moment, like I remember, I never forget driving home from Chapel Hill. We, we just got in, left the airport, I'm driving home and I'm like, okay, if I could do that, then I, I can do this. Like I can organizationally and, and teaching guys what to do, like if we can get through that. Cause I thought, yeah, I'm gonna be real, I did not know what to think from a, a outcome standpoint, but leaving it, I felt like, okay, you had a plan, you worked it, and that was the result. Like, you got a little formula going here. Like, let's just keep this going. But that was my one of my moments this year where I was like, okay, I'm, I can do this. Like, this is this is not impossible. So I think that's a great, great place to end it, man, because it is a moment of vulnerability that we've all felt. Like, guys go down, someone else has got to step up, right? Mm -hmm. And I know the situation you described is to the extreme, but – you know, sometimes you get into a new job. You're like, man, I got to learn this new language. I got to make sure the organization's right. And I'm still catching up, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it's going to the NFL, right? You see guys taking jobs and man, this is different, right? I ran my own room, but now it's a different set of rules and different, you know, there's grown men that I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. But Chili, what I will say about you that I've, I've learned is it's just genuine. So mm -hmm. I think that whether you're learning, you're trying to meet new people or trying to just do it better, uh, I think everyone can take that away from it because you got to be open with yourself that you don't know everything. Nobody does, right? We're That's all cool. stealing ball from somebody else. That's right. So appreciate the time you're on spring break, kicking it and uh, jumping on here and figuring it out. So anything you need from me, Chili, just holler and uh, good stuff, man. Now, I just want to say thank you again. This is awesome. I love what you do. You are a game changer with not only coaches, but players as well. I can't tell you how many teach shapes links we have in those group chats that I talked about, um, courtesy of you. And, and what you're doing. And I just really thank you for you know finding a, a, a avenue to give out information, critical information, and, and ultimately allowing guys to play at an even higher level. So thank you again, man. Appreciate it, man. Take it easy. See you. See you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here are our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. And Steve, 
as I said before we started this one, I thought this was full of them. So what are a few that you really have focused on here? Yeah, and, and what I loved is, you know, Chili talked about year-round situational development, right? It's right. current events. It's having an open dialogue if it's a USFL or an XFL or, you know, a draft story. I mean, I've been talking with a lot of schools, Keith, and you got more guys you're onboarding mid-year than you ever did before. It's not, it's not five or six young guys. It's 25 guys total, right, between more mid-years, more transfers. He talked about returner school. You know, the guys are giving the universal, like, yo, I can get back there. I got you, coach. But, like, but are you willing to put in the time because that's the team's football, right? So it's cool. We can, we can be like that, but are you really in, right, or are you just kind of putting it out there? And I'd be crazy not to bring up the Kobe drill and two-minute, four-minute situational stuff. And, you know, having that punt, that end-of-game special teams, hurry field goal, backed up, like whatever those reps are that, yeah, we got it, right? We did it in the meeting. We walked through it. But, like, when the team's going through and you're sweating it out, it's only going to get more stressful on Saturday. So that Kobe drill, I think it resonated of, like, hey, you want that big Mamba moment? Like, do it now before there's other people watching. I love all the ideas that came out in that segment when he talked about, you know, USFL games going on or XFL and knowing that somewhere in their group text, this is going to come up. And to me, that's really a culture thing. I mean, whether it's him to his players or an individual or the group or or back, uh, you know, from a player to the group or him, what's really happening is you're building culture because you're saying, hey, I'm thinking about you, right? And that's an important thing. And that doesn't have to wait for meeting time. That doesn't have to wait for the practice field. Those things can be, as you said, genuine and really uh, happening all the time. And the word it all comes back to, Keith, is trust, right? Because, you know, there's coaches listening to this podcast, and that's your family. That's your job. That's your lifeblood. But, like, you're not going to put a guy out there on Saturday if you can't trust him Sunday through Friday. And I totally agree. If you're building that 365. Well, Steve, another great job here on Teachable Moments. Thanks for bringing that one to us. And I look forward to the rest of these in our series. No doubt. Thanks for having me, Be sure to go to coachingcoordinator.com for enhanced show notes with links to related episodes and resources. In addition, we have articles and our winning edge takeaways detailed in text. Also sign up for our free weekly tip sheet, which highlights the best ideas from the previous week, trending episodes, and featured resources. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.